here's a story from the world. Next, we turn our attention to India. And a warning, this next story has some descriptions of graphic violence. It's not suitable for all listeners. It was 10 years ago today when a 23-year-old medical student, Jyoti Singh, was attacked and gang-raped on a bus in Delhi. She died two weeks later. Her death provoked swift protests across India and calls for more action to stop violence against women. The attackers were sentenced to death, and new laws were immediately put in place in India to help curb violence toward women. But in the past decade, have conditions really improved? To explore this, we reached out to Natasha Narwal, an Indian feminist and activist in Delhi. Natasha, harsher laws like the death penalty have been set in place in India to curb violence against women. But violence against women has actually increased in India over the past few years. Why do you think these laws are not working? See, I think like it's my own personal opinion and also a lot of people, like a lot of organizations in the feminist movement in India and elsewhere also do uh, argue that harsher laws and especially death penalties actually do not work in solving any problem, be it violence against women or any other kinds of violence and crime in the society because the violence is much more endemic and much more structural and conditioned in our everyday lives and instead of focusing on that and creating infrastructure to deal with that if you just gonna uh, make examples out of certain people either by stringent punishments or death penalty that is not going to help what is an endemic problem what is a structural problem in the way our society functions what kind of measures do you think would have an impact and make a difference in trying to curb violence against women in in, in india See, as at that time as well, uh, there was a lot of demand from uh, various feminist organizations and it has been a consistent articulation and demand uh, that there should be more focus on creation of infrastructure, which enables women to uh, lead lives, which give them uh, more autonomy over their lives, which gives them more control over their lives. As we are talking about Jyoti Singh and she was raped in a private bus because the public transport infrastructure, especially at night, is not enough to, uh, you know, safely get homes. They have to depend on these private either cabs or like private buses. And for those women who face violence inside family homes, which is actually the greatest number, there is no infrastructure. Where do they go then? There are no special centers. There are no shelter homes, which you know, uh, rehab for rehabilitation. Uh, so these are the kind of infrastructures which need to be invested in. Natasha, I'm curious uh, how the case of Jyoti Singh affected you. Did it lead you into activism? I was I was active as a student uh, even before, but uh, I would say, like especially being in Delhi, it was it was quite a turning moment. And as a young student back then, I remember like that was like the biggest protest in public i saw in my life and it was the first time again like you know the issue of rape and violence against women was being spoken about so openly it was also a learning that when you talk about these issues and when you are seeking change and discussing issues of violence and safety how this uh, idea of protectionism actually curbs freedom of women much more 
uh, rather than enabling them in their lives. It's interesting because I'm going to play an audio clip of M.L. Sharma. He was one of the defense lawyers for the men who raped Jyoti Singh. It's from the 2015 film India's Daughter. The moment she came out from her house with a boy who was neither her husband nor her brother, she left her morality and reputation of a doctor as well as a girl morality also in the house. So this lawyer seems to be saying that when Jyoti Singh left her house that night with a young man who was not her husband or part of her family, she basically brought her troubles on herself. How common is that type of thinking in India? That is the most common, you know, articulation. And even uh, people who are, say, protesting against violence uh, on women and even in this particular case, that was the articulation that we need to protect our women, we need to protect our mothers and daughters and sisters. By And the way to protect is that now we have to be form either these vigilante groups or armies or everyone like a brother has to accompany her sister wherever she's going or either like or direct curbs like on v- movement of women. Overall, what is your hope for women's rights and marginalized groups in India? Let's see. I mean, it's it's a tough battle, but I'm hopeful that young women and even men in this country uh, will bring about positive change. Natasha Narwal is an Indian feminist and activist in Delhi. We've been talking about how women's rights in India have changed in the 10 years since the murder of medical student Jyoti Singh. Thank you so much, Natasha. Thank you. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure.